Happy Memorial Day weekend. How are you? Yeah? I sound worse than I feel. I don't know what's going on. I, I've been seeing our pine trees on our property just like pollen falling like rain. And um, so I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's allergies or what, but I don't feel bad. I just sound bad. So don't be afraid of me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, man, just a reminder, we, we get an opportunity again to serve the Tip City Schools so as you leave today, please don't forget, Steve Bone will be out there at a small table. Uh, you can sign up for different projects that are going on on June 11th. So we are adopting a large playground, and we're trying to give it a facelift and paint and just different things. So anybody, it could be a fun thing for your entire family, for a small group, for a friend group. Be like, yeah, we're going to own that slide. We're going to own that thing. And we're going to paint that, and then we're going to slide down it or whatever. So uh, whatever it might be. But if you could sign up on your way out. Also, um, you can go online right now. There's a sign-up genius on our Facebook group. So, so anyway, if you notice, maybe some of you are very attentive. I know if, if Nick was here today, he would have noticed a cross that was put out at the prayer rock. Um, so I, we put that there yesterday. And uh, man, if you, if you get a chance, if you just have a moment, we call that our prayer rock that was dug from our foundation of our church. Um, rock became problematic when we built this facility, and uh, it cost us about an extra $100,000. So that was one of the souvenirs and reminders that this house is built on the rock, Jesus. So we call that the prayer rock. My dad has preached about it. And um, so anyway, we put a cross up there for our future prayer garden in there. That is the current prayer garden, hopefully to expand in the future. It's one of our dreams here is to have a prayer garden. So go out there and uh, just spend some, some moments with the Lord there. Last thing. I had a fun week, um, kids last day of school. Um, we're, we're actually one of the parents that are like, yes, kids are out of school, we get to spend time with them most of the time. But then August comes, we're like, yes, school started back up. We get some free, no. <laughs> they're in, oh, there's still one here. Sorry, Evelyn. <laughs> um, but I did a thing this week, dam. I built a dam. <laughs> Got you, didn't I? The cussing pastor. No, um, no, we have a creek, and I've always wanted to build like a, a dam on it, and, and it wasn't working. I piled the rocks up. I backfilled with some gravel and stuff, and then the kids were, and Nicole were all making fun of me, and they're like, well, Dad, it looks good, and then all of a sudden, we got all of that rain, and the sediment and everything kind of backfilled it, and now I have a dam at my creek, and it's this trickles over, so if you ever come to our property, you'll be able to see it. So damn, it's good. I had some fun this week texting like my father-in-law, <laughs> like different things. So anyway, it was fun. Hey, how many enjoyed last week's uh, message by my dad? That was incredible. How many, how many are ready for a new song? Yeah, a new thing. And uh, man, I, I will say that is one thing that I've had the support from my dad throughout our ministry. And those of you who don't know our history, maybe you're newer here or new this week. Um, Nicole and I have been the senior pastors for roughly 10 years and um, just a little over 10 years now. And, and with that came in when my mom passed away, we became the senior pastors um, shortly after that. So, so, but one thing that my dad has never resisted was change. He's always, not that I'm, and, and like he said last week with the hymnals, not to say he's probably loved every bit of the change, but he has supported everything. And I genuinely have felt that in the way he honored so many people last week throughout the whole service. He is a man of honor. And uh, man, can we just give it up for my dad?
So if you missed it, catch it online. Jason got it online. There's a cool picture with it on YouTube. It's on Spotify, podcast, all that stuff, right? But uh, one of the things he talked about was his story. And, and it wasn't just about pizza, the guys at the Church of Pizza. It was about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, man, if you missed that story, I, I want you to tune in. But today, really, I'm just going to continue that. And I'm going to kind of lead up to next week. Next week is, the day, is Pentecost Sunday. And we celebrate the day of Pentecost. And we celebrate that time from Jesus' resurrection to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. So today, really, I'm just going to kind of lead into that, and this is a two-part message, but it's also coming off of last week and the weeks prior that I've spoken on Jesus, simply Jesus. So today, it's, it's life is in the blood, power is in the spirit, and we're going to blend in. So honestly, there's your main points right there, all right, because I didn't do three discernible points today. As much as I wanted to and as much pressure that I have to do this, it's just not always in me. So, so point one is life is in the blood. Point two, power is in the spirit, okay? There's your points. As you were going through the message today, I'll probably blend in the power in the spirit, but we're going to finish that one next week and celebrate um, the day of Pentecost. We're going to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to offer Holy Spirit to just totally fill us up. All right? Every day. Today as well. But today we're going to focus on life is in the blood and Jesus and the price he paid in the blood. Because I believe this, that when we are filled up with Jesus, when, let, me, let, me, let me kind of go backwards here. There is power and redemption and freedom and sanctification and, and righteousness in the blood. And all of a sudden, when we receive the blood of Jesus, now all of a sudden we're in this empty vessel that he wants to fill up. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes in, fills us up to the point of overflow so that we can have the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so listen, the Holy Spirit in me is for me. The Holy Spirit upon me is for others. I'll get there next week. I'm going way ahead of myself. But turn to Leviticus 17, 11. You're like, you're talking about Holy Spirit, the blood, and you're going to Leviticus? <laughs> By far one of the roughest books of the Bible I've ever read. <laughs> but I think there's something fitting here. Leviticus 17, 11. It says this, for the life of the body is in the what? The blood. For the life of the body is in the blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for life. In other words, atonement. That makes purification possible. This is kind of the key verse for today, but we're going to link it in to Jesus and then also the New Testament. But life is in the blood. Life is in the blood, and this is a fun thing, and it's a fun thing to kind of launch from that Leviticus is saying. So they're going through the rules, and they're, they're confronting paganism, basically, pagan rituals. And, and, and God is telling Moses to tell the Israelites this. If they drink of blood, if they do this, if they offer false idols, if they do these things, they'll be removed from the community, okay? So, so they're going through this thing. The same thing Paul does and reminds us um, when we go to the New Testament of pagan rituals, of, of sacrifices, and even re-mentions don't drink blood. It's crazy. I was like, why would we ever need to be told not to drink blood? But it's this interesting thing I was watching every once in a while, like these Instagram reels. I'm, I'm like, Jason, I'm, I'm a sucker for them, all right? Usually when I'm in my second office at work, the bathroom. And I'm like, I get lost in these things. And I'm like, oh, man, now my feet are numb. No, I'm just kidding. Come on, I'm just real. You all know what I'm talking about. I'm like, man, trying to get up and wash my hands. 
So anyway, I'm watching this reel, and I don't even know who it was, some famous artist or singer or whatever. I, I forget who it was. But, but her and her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, do a ritual to drink each other's blood. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I, I go, and I'm like, who is this girl? I was drawn to her. Like many times, I'm drawn to certain people, and I'm always drawn to the ones. Her, pa- her parents were pastors. And the Lord has a call on her life, but what's happening is the enemy what has, this, what has this thing of John 10.10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. Jesus has a call on her life. She has an anointing to bring people to him, and this enemy is whispering lies and these weird things. So I'm like, why would we ever need to be told not to drink blood? Well, there's one reason why. So anyway, let me, let me just get into this, to this anatomy physiology. Now, now, I know there's some paramedics and even a paramedic student in here, some nurses, some, uh, maybe a PA. So, so anyway, don't judge me. It's been 20 years since I've been to paramedic school, all right? But there's this cool thing, and, and I'm going to just get into this because the, there is life in the blood. And I want to get into some anatomy and physiology of it. Just like in our world today, we're celebrating Memorial Day tomorrow. And we're celebrating, we're honoring those who have given their lives for our freedom because freedom isn't free. Just like our salvation wasn't free, it cost Jesus his blood. It cost him the crucifixion. And then we get the resurrection to join him for eternity. Just the same in our country. Our country is free because people paid a price. Our nation is free because it costs blood. It costs something. And there is life in the blood. There is freedom in the blood. There is justification in the blood. There is righteousness in the blood. There is, there is all of these things and liberties in the blood, right? So we get it. What is the blood? What is the power of the blood? So if you get into some physiology, what is in the blood that sustains life? Oxygen. So you get this thing, and let me just bring you back 15 to 16 years ago. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm a, I was an atheist, and I, was, I turned my, my heart from God to the point of not even agreeing that he even exists. And I'm in paramedic school, and I start to study the human body and physiology and birth and, and, and the baby and, and that experience and what happens. And I'm studying the umbilical cord and how life and that oxygen is transferred from the mom, the oxygenated blood, to the baby and its heart, and it's distributed to the baby's body. And all of a sudden, the baby's born, right? And in that first breath, that instant breath, all of a sudden, everything reverses in that baby. All of the vessels and all of the arteries and veins reverse to where now it's, it's providing its own oxygen. The lungs fill up at the first breath. And now those other things shut down. The valves reverse to what it was doing on dependent on the mother. And now is its life sustained on its own. Now, we are a church that believe that at conception, baby is life, okay? But what I'm saying here is now that oxygen is coming from the baby and not the mother. It's this miraculous event at the first breath. I couldn't help but study that and and realize that that could only be a miracle, that that didn't come from a monkey, that didn't come from a fish, that at that first breath of life, there is oxygen and that baby is self-sustaining and then you hear the cries. And all of a sudden, all the mitral valves and all these things are reversed and opened and closed and now the umbilical cord can be cut because now it's dependent on itself. There is oxygen now in its blood that sustains itself. There is life in the blood. There is oxygen in the blood. So let's go to Genesis 2-7. Studying the human body and studying the miracle of birth and studying the miracle of how this, this exchange immediately happens at first breath Turn my heart to know there must be a creator that this isn't an accident. This wasn't something thrown in a bucket in a galaxy and then an explosion happens and then all of a sudden it just starts. 
There has to be a miracle and there has to be a creator that created something so intricate, so detailed, and so functioning in itself. So Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man became a living being. At the first breath, Adam was formed from the dust of the ground and God breathed life into his nostrils and all of a sudden Adam is now awake and he's a living being. At the first breath, Again, there is life in the blood. There is oxygen sustaining life in the blood. I'm getting somewhere here. Are you with me? So the breath, it's, it's, it's actually translated from the word neshamah. I probably butchered it, but I tried. Meaning spirit, meaning life, meaning soul. From that breath from Adam, it means soul, life, divine inspiration, intellect, blast, there was something that was delivered to Adam on that first breath, the same breath when we take a breath uh, as a baby. There is breath that's put into us, right? So then we get to Acts 1. So go with me to Acts 1. Now this word, it's actually going to be in Acts 2. And I'm going to get there more next week. It says, there came a mighty rushing wind. And all of a sudden, the place was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that word wind is pneuma from the root of the same thing. That the Spirit filled the place. The Spirit filled the people. The Spirit filled them with life, with power. So we get to Acts 1. So what is Holy Spirit? So here's, here's, here's where we're going to go here. But first, I want to read John 3, 5 through 8. I know I'm bouncing around a little bit here. John 3, 5 through 8. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, there is a rebirth experience with Jesus in his blood. There is a rebirth experience when we accept Jesus as Messiah, when we accept the crucifixion, the justification, the freedom, the payment that he paid for us, and the resurrection that he brought us back to life in. There, there, is, there is a rebirth called you're born again. There is a born again experience that we were naturally born, now we're born into the spirit. So it says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Listen, that wind at the, at the verse and that spirit that's listed in the verse is from the same Greek word. It's interchangeable. It's literally, if you read the Greek translation, it's the same that the wind and the spirit, that we are born of the spirit. There is life in the blood. There is oxygen. There is life in the blood. There is life in the spirit. There is power in the spirit. So John 19, through 37, there is this thing that happened and we talked about it through, through Easter season. And we talked about it leading up to the resurrection. We talked about the crucifixion and one of the things. And the prophet said that, that his legs would not be broken, but his side would be pierced. And here's what happens. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear. And immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving the account an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you may all continue to believe. And then these things happen in fulfillment of the scriptures that say, no one of his, not one of his bones will be broken and they will look at the one that they pierced. Listen, so as they pierced his side, blood 
and water were poured out. Blood signifying the repentance. Blood signifying this, this thing of, of Jesus covering us with his blood. There's power in the blood. And then the water representing the spirit. His blood and spirit poured out that day on all flesh. Let, let, me, let me move on here because now we're going into Acts 1. This is fun. Now, I want to remind you that when we read from Leviticus... They were in a time where they had to bring a blood sacrifice. And the whole thing was, don't sacrifice your animals out there. Bring your blood sacrifice. Bring your animal to the tabernacle, to the temple. And, and then you give the blood sacrifice. The high priest that the, on the day of atonement goes on your behalf, right? So it's this thing that we've talked about in here. We've mentioned it. It's this thing in the Old Testament to where because it required a sacrifice to be righteous. Acts 1. In my first book, I told you, are you awake in here? It's so quiet. I'm either preaching real good and this stuff's coming in or you're just bored out of your mind. Either way, we're getting out of here in about 20 minutes, all right? In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. That'd be so cool. Oh, there's Jesus again. He's preaching about the kingdom. This is amazing. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told this is a gift from the Father that's being promised, the Holy Spirit. I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Or as my dad said last week, Holy Ghost. But you will receive power. There, let me, I skipped a few. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore the kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they are not for you to know but you will receive what? Power. power when the Holy Spirit comes what? Upon you. Now, these, now he's speaking to a group of believers. They walked with Jesus. They understood Jesus. They, they were believers already. Now he's saying, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. And remember this verse from a few weeks ago? In Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Remember those three and four points that I thought I had and I didn't, so I revisited it a couple weeks ago. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Another promise. You have the promise of the Holy Spirit, and now you have the promise of his return. Go with me to Hebrews 9. You tracking yet? Everybody say there's life in the blood. There's power in the Spirit. Hebrews 9. Verse uh, 11 through 15. So Christ has now become the high priest. So Christ has now become the high priest. Going back to Leviticus. 
There is life in the blood, talking about sacrifices, bringing them to the high priest. Guess what happened? Jesus' side was pierced. Jesus was crucified. And Jesus now has become the high priest. We no longer have to go to a temple or a tabernacle and present a dead animal and offer blood sacrifice to a man that will offer on the day of atonement on our behalf. Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands. It is not part of his created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goat or calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Now that is good news of the blood. He entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from certain ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. We're not out in the prairies, in the highlands, and wherever else they were, offering up animal sacrifices to idols and false gods. We were paid for with the price of the blood of the Messiah, of the risen King. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised for, for them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of sins and they had committed under the first covenant. Now, come on. I don't, I don't even think I need to preach anymore. We have a security in eternity. We have a security from the freedom of sin because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the life in that blood, we now live eternally and we live life abundantly. Let me just remind you again, John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. I'm not just talking eternal life. I'm talking about the life that gets in me, that is abundant, that is forevermore. That is bringing heaven to earth, that walks in miracle signs and wonders, that walks in joy, that walks in peace. I don't have to walk in hopelessness no matter what the world is going on around me. And there's a lot of junk going on in the world right now. I'm just going to be honest. And maybe I'm being more in tune with it. Maybe there is more. I don't know. But there is nastiness going on in the world. When I see the pictures of little kids from a school in San Antonio, when I see pictures of victims at grocery stores and all these other things where we all go, where our kids are at, and I'm seeing this violence, I'm seeing this hatred come out, I'm seeing suicide rates increasing, seeing these things, these wars, these, these, these tragedies, right? But no matter what's going on around me, I have the hope of Jesus. Because I know he is the answer. His blood is life. His blood is the answer to our culture. His blood is the answer to our society. His blood is the answer to a pandemic. His blood is the answer to politicians. His blood is the answer to hatred and violence. His blood covers the multitude of sins. His blood speaks a better word. 
So I get to walk in this abundant life of hope and his blood because I am covered and cleansed and redeemed and sanctified and made holy and made right and freed in his blood. Let me, let me finish this up. Anna, you can come if you don't mind. I want to read one more verse. You're like, man, Aaron should lose his voice more often. He'll preach shorter. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Plus, I've got meat smoking at home. I got to attend to. Oh, boy. My grill's actually a little hot right now. I better get home. I like to keep it about 275. It's hitting 304 right now. My meat is up to 133. It's about, about time to wrap that baby up and do the final smoke. Because what I'm talking about is the burnt offering on the altar of Jesus. No longer do we need brisket and wings. We got the blood of Jesus. You're like, all right, that was dad last week. We had a, we had a, a church on the lawn thing here a couple of years ago, and a friend of mine who's at a church in Columbus came and provided the barbecue, and his, the name of his barbecue truck was Holy Smokes. It was off, Awesome. It's like, we should do one that's like a counterpart. It's like burnt offerings. <laughs> burnt ends and burnt offerings for new beginnings. Burnt ends for new beginnings. Can I get a hallelujah? All right. I'm getting excited about this brisket and the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest with you. I had already closed. I went through my whole closing already, and I'm like, now what do I do? So we'll do a second closing, because my dad said last week, I'm like, Aaron, I don't, when I say I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop. I don't believe him. I think he went on a little bit too. Matthew 3, 11 and 12 says this. It says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Today, I, I want to kind of just stay honed in on the life and the blood, the baptism in water, of, and, and, and focus really on repentance this week. Because a clean vessel is an empty vessel that can be filled up. I'm not going to let you walk out empty. We're still going to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us and be in us. And next week, we're going to ask for the, the Holy Spirit to be upon us. He says, John the Baptist is saying, he's like, I baptize for repentance, but somebody who's coming that's greater than I is going to baptize you in spirit and in fire. A couple months, almost a year after I gave my heart to Jesus, Nicole and I were at a youth camp with our youth, I think there's probably only a few teenagers with us at that time. And this guy named Jonathan Miller was there. He called us to the front and I just remember standing, it was like a whole concrete thing, but they had like little carpet, old carpet remnant rugs. I remember standing on this carpet and he's like, he's like, God is gonna baptize you in fire. I remember just holding up my hands. 
listen, just about eight months prior, I was an atheist. I didn't believe in any of this stuff. Nicole was pregnant with Chloe now. I'm talking like big pregnant. Pretty big pregnant. Semi-big pregnant. Nicole got so big when she was pregnant, guys. I'm not joking. I mean, Chloe was 10 pounds, two ounces. But I remember a picture. I'm so off track right now, but she was like out to there. So she wasn't like out to there yet because Chloe was born in February. This was July, but she was pretty pregnant. And I just remember staying on that carpet, and he's like, the Holy Spirit is going to baptize you in fire. And I, I held my hands up. And I'm telling you, fire went through my hands all the way down. I felt it inside my heart. This is no joke. This stuff you can't make up. I couldn't evoke that emotion. I felt fire inside my heart. And from that point forward, I would have burned for Jesus without burning out pretty much. I've stayed on fire and on temp for Jesus. Maybe a little too hot at times, just like right now, a little worried. We're gonna offer that invitation today and next week. But I really feel like there's this call today for repentance and there's this call today, like not advancing too fast, too much because I've seen fire get on people. I've seen miracles, signs and wonders impact people, but sometimes it's just temporary because they didn't know their identity. They didn't know the love of Jesus. They didn't, they weren't sanctified yet. They weren't cleansed yet. And all of a sudden they're operating these gifts and that, that was partly me. All of a sudden I got on fire and I started prophesying and I started seeing signs, wonders and miracles and hundreds if not thousands of healings. And all of a sudden I realized, man, I don't have the love of God. There is a love of God that is tangible and that is thick and his blood is love. The ultimate price for love was him on a cross, shedding his blood, his side being pierced, for an arms wide out, ready to hug you, embrace you, and welcome you into eternity with him. And all we have to do is say yes and say, yes, I want that blood to cover me. I want that blood. I want that blood to cleanse my heart. I want that blood to sanctify me, to purify me, to forgive me, to, to, to give me covenant in the new covenant. That's the blood of Jesus. I, I want the power too. Because I think sometimes the love without the power is boring. The power without the love is sometimes dangerous. I want the power and the love. I want the blood and the power. I want the life in the blood, and I want the power in the spirit. Let me finish reading this scripture. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chafe from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chafe with never-ending fire. I believe the Lord wants to burn some things off this week. I believe he wants to separate some things this week. I believe he wants to justify some things this week. I think he wants to break through in some areas this week. I don't know about you, but I need some breakthrough. I had a weird week. I had a hard week. At one point I called Nicole, I was like, I'm not doing good. Sometimes weird things happen or thoughts or whatever. I was like, I'm not doing good. I need you to pray for me. Maybe you've had one of those weeks. Maybe one of your kids have had one of those weeks this week. I think God's going to break through today. Maybe your marriage has been going through one of those seasons. 
Maybe your finances have been going through one of those seasons. Maybe you're, you're desolate or you're hopeless or, or you feel like you're just ready to give up. I'm telling you what, God has never given up on you and his blood has never lost any power. He has your kids in, your grandkids in his hands. He's got your health in his hands. He's got your marriage in his hands. He's got your finances in his hands. He's got your future in his hands. He's got your hope in, your, in his hands. And his blood covers it all. Will you stand with me? Feels like I might not have preached in a while. You get me next week too. I believe the Lord's doing some surgery in here, and I believe it's almost going to be like that miraculous first breath, that there's going to be a pneuma breath into your nostrils, where you now have the breath of God. You now have the oxygen from the blood of Jesus. I believe there's going to be a washing in here, and next week there's going to be a wind. I believe there's a washing happening and a breakthrough happening, and he's going deep in some areas right now. I've, that song where they were calling out all the names of Jesus began to just declare this over my heart for this week and I remember just declaring that like that's me even when I don't understand it I still feel you even when I don't understand it even when I don't see it I know you're still working God even when I, I don't see it in this situation or this circumstance or this thought or this 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 thing I still believe you, Jesus, and I know that your blood is more powerful than anything that the enemy can ever whisper. I think many times we've been facing lies and we've been convinced and we've been allowing the enemy to convince us of lies and believe things that we were never meant to believe. I have no time in the kingdom of God for any thought that's not his thought. I have no time for my assignment, my anointing, and my calling for any lie that's not just the truth of Jesus. And many times we get confused and we get, we get de deceived by the enemy, the chief and the author of all lies, to say, well, you're not good enough, you're this. Or that's always going to be. Let me just tell you this. That's not true. Because there's these and suddenly moments. There's these but God moments. For me, it was coming into a church and not even believing in God and being called to the front and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, a mess. And then just a few months later, say, so now you're going to be baptized in fire, okay? I believe there's a washing right now. There's a cleansing happening in hearts. Man, I don't know how to land this thing, but I just know God's going to just take over from here. I'd love to just start prayer, and this altar is going to be open. I believe there's this moment of intimacy that's, that's an invitation from the Lord right now for redemption, for repentance, for, for breakthrough. And I believe that His blood is enough that I don't have to keep talking. His blood is enough that I don't have to, to pry and try to pull you up. And, uh, and let me just tell you this, my identity is not on how many people that respond to this visually anyway. Because I am a son of the Most High King and His blood already washed me. His blood's already cleansed me. His blood freed me from the fear of man many, many years ago. So God, I just thank you for your blood. I thank you that there is life in your blood. No matter who's watching or here present right now or who watches this week, there is power in your blood. There is breakthrough in your blood. There is sustaining life in your blood. And just like that first breath as newborns, we come into a born-again experience today to breathe in the pneuma, the ruach breath of your life, Jesus to be covered by your blood, Jesus, to have life in your blood, Jesus, that we no longer need calves and rams and blood sacrifices, but you became the atonement and the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We receive the blood right now. We receive you, Jesus. 
We receive forgiveness right now. We receive redemption right now. We receive breakthrough and freedom right now. We receive hope right now. We receive peace and joy and healing right now. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the forgiveness. We thank you for the grace and the mercy. We thank you for the power of your love, your relentless pursuit, your love, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anna's gonna sing a song over you guys, and I just wanna give you time to just respond the way you feel God calling you to right now. But I'm just telling you, this, this altar's open. There's something happening. God, God is just, he's washing some things. There's oil flowing on the altar today. There is water that's, that's baptizing people today for repentance. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the water baptism, symbolically right now. We thank you for repentance. We thank you for redemption, Jesus.
if you're just praying, you can stay in that moment. I don't want to interrupt anything the Lord's doing in hearts. Those of you who need to leave and tend to some meat on a smoker or something, I'm going to give you permission to leave in a moment. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Just pray this over each other. Lord, I thank you for the blood that cleanses, that covers, that purifies. And just begin to, to thank the things that the blood does in this person's life that you got your hand on. Thank you for the blood that covers marriages. Thank you for the blood that covers relationships. Thank you for the blood that covers lives and hearts and souls. I thank you for the blood that covers minds and depression and anxiety. I thank you for the blood that gives hope to the hopeless and any suicidal thoughts will be gone right now in Jesus' name. There's a lie that floats around that the world would be better off without you. There's a lie that floats around that people would be better off without you. That is a lie from the pits of hell. The world is better with you because you get to advance the kingdom and God's purpose in your life. Lord, I thank you for the blood. Just release the blood over each other. Lord, the blood connects us as family. The blood is covenant, Lord. It is the covenant blood. It is the salvation blood. It is the freeing blood. It is the sanctifying blood. Thank you for the purification of your blood, Jesus. I thank you that the blood makes us whole. What is broken is now whole, Jesus. The body, illness, relationships, anything that's broken, Lord, that you make a whole with your blood. Thank you. Just pray for one another just for a moment. Just bless each other. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that there is life and life abundantly in your blood. We thank you that all life comes from your blood. All true life, all sustainable life comes from your blood. That is the main point today, Lord, that there is life in your blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for breathing into us today. Thank you for breathing in the breath of life into our nostrils, into our souls, into our hearts, and our spirits, God. Just, just begin to release some anticipation for next week. Begin to release some anticipation, some, some expectancy for next week, and for tonight and the week to come. That the Lord's not done. He's only starting right now. That there is more to come. There is more. There is the more of Jesus. There is the more. There is the power of the more. We thank you for the more, Jesus. We thank you for power in your spirit. So right now, I'm just going to ask that we just be filled up with the spirit. There might be some things that are emptied out. We don't want to walk out of here empty. There might have been some demons leave, some sins that were forgiven. We don't want anything to return to us sevenfold. I'm not trying to get anything weird here, but we want to walk out full. So Holy Spirit, fill us. Just ask, ask personally right now, ask the Holy Spirit just to fill you. Lord, fill us. Fill us with your Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Ghost. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Jesus. We thank you. Fill us, Lord. We believe. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit that convicts, that comforts, that guides. Fill us with your spirit that gives power and purpose. Lord, we thank you. Fill us up. Let our cups run over. Let us leak out onto the people around us. Let us overflow and splash to the people around us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for our nation. We're just going to begin to just intercede for a moment and thank the Lord for the nation and reflect on tomorrow just for a minute. Lord, we thank you for the U.S. We thank you for our nation. We thank you for men and women who have fought and laid down their lives to protect us 
and to keep us free and to give us freedom. We thank you for the family members and the survivors. We thank you for the military personnel that are serving today. We thank you for those that are overseas today protecting. We ask it for a blessing over Ukraine and the conflict there, Jesus. We thank you for the veterans that have served Jesus. We thank you for the family members that have been here while others have been serving now and former, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. We bless their families and their descendants and those who knew them and friends, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Let us, let us reflect while we have fun and connect with games and family and cookouts. Let us reflect and give you honor and thanks for this nation and those who served. In Jesus' name. Listen, we want to give you the opportunity to continue to pray, to continue to, to have a moment with the Lord. We do have prayer teams that can come up, and, and if you need specific prayer or healing or, or any specific need, or, or maybe you're like, okay, I kind of get what you were saying, but I want more, we'd love to pray for you. Maybe you, you need to know what's next. There's an info bar out there. If you receive Jesus today for the first time or, or first time in a long time, uh, man, we've got a Bible for you. We've got some, some books, some different resources, and a, and a ministry called Thrive that will help you connect to what's next. So we love you guys. Have an amazing day. Enjoy your family, friends, your events, your activities. I pray safety over you if you're kayaking or fishing or anything else. And I just pray God's goodness and his joy that he is smiling over you. He loves you greatly. We'll see you guys next week. Bless you.